Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of One Vision. We are going to do something fun today. Joining Arun and myself today is going to be our new co-host. Yes, the Three Stooges.、Um, he's going to be joining us on a regular basis, and I'll let Max introduce himself.、Um, so, Max, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Theo.、Um, it's great to be on the show. We are throwing you right into the fire.、Um, before we introduce you,、uh, let's let's go ahead and and、uh, Arun. Should we do a look back on how the show had come about? Because you were the ringleader. You you started all this with Ify, and then、um, and then I had the chance to play a part in it in the last three three years, three plus years, and now we are adding some. Some new elements to the show, so let's go back to day one. Arun, how yeah, did、sure. I get started? Yeah, sure. So actually, it was when、uh, when Effie and I spoke to、uh, spoke over phone about four and a half years ago.、Um, it was uh, Q two twenty eighteen, if I'm right, and、uh, she had some ideas of launching a content channel, and I was thinking of the same, and we kind of. Uh, serendipitously chat the ideas with each other, and we thought, why don't we do it together?、Um, and that's how this—the idea of a podcast—was born. And because at that time, both of us were writing for Daily FinTech, both of us、uh, then and today、um, believe and believe and believed and believe in Web three stroke blockchains,、uh, stroke decentralization. We start. We started with financial inclusion and blockchain、um, at that point. Um, and then, of course, we met for a coffee when when I reached out to you、uh, on LinkedIn, I think,、uh, or Twitter. I must have been LinkedIn, yeah. And we reached out. I reached out to you, and we you kindly agreed to meet me for coffee in,、uh, at DC.、Um, and then one thing led to the other, and、uh, we started hosting for. We 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 still continued hosting for more than a year, right? Together,、um, we we had a bunch of amazing trips. We did. Yeah, that was really cool. Yes. That was loads of fun because、um, I still remember. For those of you who had listened or has been listening to our show, you don't remember that Arun and I met over coffee over a LinkedIn invite. You know, one of these days I should tell them about this story because you know that's free advertising for LinkedIn,、um, one of our favorite social network tools. But we did meet, and then as we say, the rest was history. We、uh, co-hosted for. Two seasons because we did one on longevity. Uh, the uh, uh, it was it was a cool、uh, it was a cool run, and then we did one of I think by far my favorite season, the red envelope, where we talked about trends and innovation in the Far East. We talked to a bunch of different people in Hong Kong, in India, Southeast Asia. Back then, looking at the super app. Before anyone talked about the concept of super app in the U.S. and the U.K., that was that was the highlight. I would say one of the huge highlights of of the show. Oh, absolutely! That was、uh, even a lot more colorful from a, from a thumbnail perspective.、Um, loved the loved the work on that from the design team.、Um, yeah, and and of course we also did a series of.、Uh, Discussions or in, interviews with authors of 
amazing books after that remember what you so that was really oh, cool. yes. I learned a lot from that so that was pretty good um um and then of course we we now have uh, more recently started doing this together and yeah now we have max joining us um max i'll let you introduce yourself and maybe we can talk a little bit about our adventures together yeah absolutely thank you so much Arun. um it's really cool to learn about the history of one vision um i've never known that you guys met over coffee and i guess that's a story in itself another day um so everyone, nice to meet you. My name is Max. Um, I am currently working for Barclays, um, working in the strategy world. Um, throughout my career, I've spent most of my time in the blockchain slash crypto world. Um, I've spent time building blockchain systems, um, mainly for banks, trying to tokenize syndicate loan when tokenizing wasn't even a, really a thing yet in the blockchain world. Um, and before that, I was part of a, a small little founding team. We tried to tokenize food. Um, specifically to track, um, I would say, um, smallholder farmers produce and provide some sort of um, financial history uh, to those smallholder farmers. Um, so that's pretty much my background. And um, Arun and I met <laughs> over coffee um, near Mayfair, uh, of which I have a broken leg. And um, I mean, I'll let Arun. No, sorry, I have, you're doing a pretty to... bad job of explaining that. I'll have to explain that. So. <laughs> Uh, Max and I didn't meet for a coffee at Mayfair. It was before that. I, I think I was on a panel at uh, Finestra's office. And yeah. after the panel, we had the drinks. And that's where I met uh, Max. He was the kind of uh, clearly the life in that whole party. He was driving the whole show there. Um, everybody knew Max. Max knew everybody. And it was, uh, it was that, that's, that's really Max, actually, wherever he is. Um, and, uh, and then he wanted to chat with me because I was running Green Show's Capital at the time. And uh, he wanted to talk to me about it. And we agreed to meet at Mayfair, Pret, uh, Berkeley Square. Um, and uh, we had a time, I was there, and Max just called me exactly at the time saying he was at Green Park Station um, and he would be with me in two minutes' time. Green Park Station was exactly two minutes' walk from Berkeley Square. He didn't show up for nearly 15 minutes. Um, and I was like, how the hell can someone get lost on this straight road? And he showed up with a broken leg. Um, I was really shocked, moved. Uh, and I, was, I, I still cannot forget that moment because it was one, how, that's how much he loved venture capital and he still does want to be part of uh, a VC firm. If anyone out there is looking for a VC, hire Max is what I would say. Uh, and uh, he wanted to be part of Greenshaw's Capital. We had a really fun couple of years uh, sourcing and closing deals for Greenshaw's Capital. Um, uh, and then we, we kind of branched out from there. But that was really how Max and I went. I need to stop the two of you. So I'm, I'm, I'm sensing a few themes here, Arun, mm -hmm. since you are, you are the, the, the common element between, between me and you and, and Max and you. So there's always something about a liquid food, a drink, something involved in, in, in all of your intros and relationships. That's one. And two, Max, how did you break your leg? Um, well, oh, football. Um, I tore my ligament. Yeah. Oh my goodness! All right, talk about talk about commitment. Um, either that, or a room promised you something, and that made you like wanted to limp over for fifteen minutes. But you made an impression clearly. 
story yeah. I wouldn't forget for a long, long time. Oh yeah. my God, that's hilarious. I, and I, I did not know about that part. So you guys hid it from me for all these times. But off the green shore, you guys did something amazing together. Talk about that. You want to go first, Max? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so after Green Shores Capital, I think we started to realize, I think it was during pandemic, um, we started to realize, you know, we, we keep getting the same kind of questions that, you know, how, how to startups navigate um, crisis. And Arun and I started talking, it's like, oh, maybe, you know, there's some sort of opportunity around here. And I remember Arun reached out and said, you know, who's, who's a better person to, to write this with? Um, because we have been looking at different companies and trying to figure out, you know, what's the best way to help them navigate through the crisis, especially something as large as pandemic. Um, and we set out a course and tried to interview um, all the practitioners that we can find and try to get their views around, you know, what, what should a startup do in crisis, especially those who have been through, you know, the dot-com bubble, the financial crisis, and then now the pandemic. I thought that was a quite interesting, that was an interesting journey in the sense that we learned a lot um, and also meet quite a, quite a few interesting people. I mean, Erin, what, what do you think? Yeah, I think the highlight was definitely the interviews because what we did actually was uh, through the process of writing the book, we, we had our own content, our own frameworks, aha moments, um, uh, but at the end of the book, we looked back at, uh, we went through the whole uh, set of 49 interviews that we did. And we had a one line takeaway from every single interview. That was the best part of it. And we compiled that and put it at the start of the book. And I think the, I mean, that was that the whole journey of writing the book, I think it started on, I think, 26th or 27th of April and finished by 30th of September. So it was really a three to four months process. It was a really quick, uh, quick. Uh, write, uh, writing process. After that, it was mostly project managing the design work and all that. But it was a fascinating experience in terms of how much content we managed to um, put together, not just from our own uh, our own experience, but from from experiences across the world, right from Australia to San Francisco, uh, CEOs, regulators, and VCs. Well, it was fascinating. It, it was wild. I remember when you told us about the project. Um, and for those of you who are listening in, the book is called Restart Up. You can find it on Amazon. And uh, I, I still remember from the minute you told me you and this person, Max, started to write together to when it was done. I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute. How, how did you guys get through that fast? Because it was the same time when we were working on our book, Beyond Good. So um, kudos to both of you for that, because I think there was so much lessons learned. At that time, we thought it was going to be applicable. During COVID, we all thought there was going to be a downturn in funding. We had no idea. Um, three years later, and we're now sitting in the end of 2022, that book is even more applicable now than then at that time. So it's been, uh, it's been a while, three years, hasn't it? Uh, absolutely. And one thing I have to say, Atiyo, you do a lot more shilling uh, of our book than we do ourselves. Uh, we've been become, uh, we've been quite marketing shy on the book. We should probably not do that uh, because it's 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 something that both of us are extremely proud of. Um, and it's and 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 just the time that we took to write the book is 
illustrative of uh, how much of how much content we already had on our heads to to kind of run through it so fast but anyways uh, it's been it's been a fascinating couple of years uh, we had a huge dip um we corrected the dip um and i think we we corrected it in a in a way which we could have kind of uh, toned down or slowed down a little bit sooner and we are facing the repercussions of correcting it too soon too much uh, i cannot put it any other way um and yeah so we we now got another correction thanks to the trillions that were pumped into the market um and yeah so i hope we will see the bottom of the market soon the fed pivoting and hopefully the war ending um that would be uh, one good day when that happens I hope so too. I mean, I recently came back from Hong Kong. Uh, I spoke on a panel in uh, Hong Kong FinTech Week, and that was one of the sentiment, actually, believe it or not, amongst the few of us. Looking at where we are in the ecosystem, looking at how much money there still is in the ecosystem, a lot of dry powder out there, and if there is a time to build and rebuild, is now because we have tons of smart people. All over, we have a lot of ideas on what we can do collectively to make the ecosystem better, to correct some of our past mistakes, if you will. And you know, if if we learned anything from the last financial crisis, is when things are kind of in the bottom, that's when you can build and rebuild and make it better. So I am hopeful for next year. We have to be,、um, and I'm hopeful for the next iteration of our show, which this is the perfect time to bring it up. So I want to know,、um, Max, what are some of the new ideas that you want to bring to the podcast? Which, by the way,、uh, for those of you who are listening, don't worry, we're still going to be around. We're still going to talk about what we had always talked about. But you know, given everything that's going on in the world and in the fintech space. It's time we inject some new elements. So, Max, to you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dio. I think from from my side, I've been working in digital assets slash crypto for a long, long time. I've long been, I've long since been a believer in digital assets. Not so much as a, an asset class trying to replace、uh, central banking, fractional banking, reserve,、um, uh, fractional reserve banking, etc. It's more of a way to improve the efficiency of current market. You talk about how liquidity injection into the market without really understanding what's happening. Everything, I think that's that's a very key point, right? One of the things that blockchain slash digital assets bring is the amount of transparency you can bring to the wholesale slash retail market、um, by being able to, like, see through that.、Uh, in my opinion,、uh, will help to actually understand the economy a lot better.、Um, I think I always tell Arun this. I, I believe we're all living in a capitalistic society. Uh, in which capital is the incentive,、um, digital assets is not really that different. It's really using digital assets as an incentive、um, to make sure we push、uh, for certain economic activity that will push for、uh, social development.、Um, at least that's how I believe in it.、Um, so we thought this would be a good idea, especially given you know the recent、uh, FTX collapse. Um, we thought it was a good idea to to bring、um, or should I say to shine more light onto crypto and digital assets, right?、Um, and to I guess put put a spotlight on things that work and things that doesn't,、um, and learn a lot quicker.
So what are your thoughts? Just want to, yeah, I just want to add something here. Um, and this is, I don't, I don't think I've admitted this to you, uh, Max, but uh, Max and I have a lot of intellectual conversations, arguments, debates on so many things uh, regarding dish lessons. And actually, it actually happens with Max, me, and probably even some of my other colleagues, John, John Toshak, when we get together, the three of us, we have so, so many different perspectives thrown at us. And sometimes it just gets overwhelming in some sense. But the most recent conversation or argument that we had was around tokenization of assets. Um, I was writing and I am writing an article for Cointelegraph on this topic and probably um, that will get published alongside this, uh, this episode. Uh, but when, when I was writing for it, I was having a chat about, about that with Max. I, I often do. Um, so he gives me some really cool ideas. And one of the use cases he gave, gave me for tokenization was solvency. So tokenization will help us understand if a particular organization or, or an asset is solvent in, in a kind of a, um, in a holistic way. Um, I just didn't quite get that at that point. I was like, it was, it's liquidity, it's democratization, it's fractionalization, but I cannot really understand the solvency part. And the FTX episode really brought that to life. And now everybody is talking about it. Uh, so it's just how fascinating how ahead of time this man can think. Uh, this is, I mean, I mean, I have, I have had such so many fascinating experiences with, with this guy. So um, it's, it's just amazing. Um, I'm, I'm just so fortunate to be kind of just having these intellectual discussions with him and uh, just kind of look forward to more of this, uh, these discussions on One Vision. I will be the one who will be learning from both of you because that's not an area I will be the first to admit uh, that I'm familiar with. So I feel like I've been learning a lot from Mr. Arun here and Max, I hadn't even really had a chance to talk to you. So this is going to be fascinating. I, I do look forward to um, the conversations and the energy you're going to be bringing to the show, as well as the new guests and topics that we had not had too much chance to explore the last three, four years. Oh, who's counting? Um, so this is going to be fun. Before I let you go, we're going to make this a short episode. Um, but before I let both of you go, um, I want to hear from you, not to put you both on the spot. What is the one thing you look forward to for next year? One of the things that I find interesting so far in the digital asset space, right, let's, I'll, I'll stick with that for now and I have a lot of things to look forward to, which is great, for example, doing this podcast, um, number one. And then there's also the digital assets part of it. We're starting to see a lot of institutions um, taking innovations in the DeFi space, uh, decentralized finance space, and try to apply that to wholesale finance. For example, the specific example that I have in my mind is Mass working with JP Morgan, trying to apply uh, automated market making uh, and liquidity pool for FX trading. That for me is a <laughs> very, very, very interesting. Um, and, and having been in this space for some time, I've been trying to tokenize syndicated loan, um, et cetera, I'm starting to see movement in that space. And not just the big banks that are thinking about it, almost every other financial services are thinking of it as a way to improve financial services. 
I always believe that, you know, there's a philosophical debate in which you want to replace financial system entirely, or you can go down the operational route to make things better today, because great businesses are built on good businesses, as the um, uh, QED investor would say. Erin? Yeah, sure. You stole my point. So, um, <laughs> anyway, so that's that's one thing I'm looking forward to as well. Uh, probably slightly more specifically, I'm looking for proper regulations to uh, to really drive the space uh, with a lot more credibility. But because you've taken that point, I'll I'll, I'll choose another one. But on a, in a very neighboring topic, I'm looking for a lot more crystallization, crystallized use cases um, around. Uh, the convergence of Web 2 and Web 3. Um, I don't think Web 3 is tomorrow, and I don't think Web 2 is yesterday. Uh, we are we are somewhere in the middle where Web 3 is finding its feet, and Web 2 is starting to realize the uh, the benefits of Web 3. And I really think these two should. We are probably at Web 2.5, and I'm, I am dear, you know whose uh, whose codes I'm stealing here. Um, uh, but uh, Web 2.5, which which is brilliant. Um, and and uh, and I am really looking forward to that. Uh, and 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 things like Polygon partnering with uh, Meta, Starbucks, uh, Disney, Nike. Those are the kind of headlines I'm I'm looking forward to. But if you ask me, an honest, if I have to be honest, is the digital assets space and the regulation around digital assets. Uh, but because you've taken that point, I'm going to just stick to this. <laughs> I'm watching the two of you, and it's hilarious. Um, I think it's going to be a fun year, Max, with with you being here, because you can actually challenge Arun on this topic. I can't do anything. I'll just say, yes, yes, Arun, yes, you're right, Master Arun. Um, So this is going to be fun. Uh, And uh, I I think you two can probably finish each other's sentences, can't you? Not, not, not yet. Um, I don't think I can, but we'll, we'll try. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, we know each other long enough to to understand how to kind of pull some strings that will make uh, <laughs> make the other operate the way we want them to. Uh, but, but I think it's more importantly it's the intellectual discussions, um, and I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, intellectual discussions. That's funny. Okay, no, go ahead, Max. Um, deal that I, I would say, you know, what I realized is in the crypto space, not a lot of people understand banking. In the banking space, not a lot of people understand digital assets. What Arun and I have been talking about throughout, you know, for for past two years is about bringing that together um, for a long time. I remember I had this discussion with Arun early 2020 when, when the lockdown came in. I was like, if the money pumping into the system is going to come in, um, we're going to see a rally on all kinds of assets. And then, and then we just started learning about inflation. There's monetary inflation, asset inflation. There's your, your normal spending goods inflation. And surely enough, that happened, right? Because when, when things are not going to your normal um, expenditure, they're going to somewhere else. Um, and that somewhere else is risk assets, uh, which is digital assets. And hence why Aruna, I thought it's always important to understand how banking works, right? How balance sheet works, your asset is someone else's liability. All this thing doesn't change. Uh, we just need to know how it will change in the digital asset world. We hope to bring some of that uh, forward so that people can think a little bit better, build a little bit more responsibly in both the digital asset space and the banking space. Um, 
I think that's a that's a wonderful summary um, of what we would expect in um, next year's show. So we will bring in new episodes, uh, and hopefully, it will be as fun. And you two will keep challenging each other as you do right now. I'm just gonna sit back and learn from two of you. So I look forward to it. Um, and. Uh, for the rest of our audience, thank you so much for joining us for a new episode. We do very much look forward to having Max on the show and uh, let us know if the stories that we're telling resonate with you all and let us know what else we can do to keep you all entertained. And we will talk to you all next week for a new episode of One Vision. <laughs>